Hello, welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. All right, we are on. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. I have an amazing guest with me today, Dr. Gowen. So we are going to be chatting with her. And the topic today is of interest because I get a lot of questions about this and she does as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Gowen. So I'm going to start with introductions and then we're going to get right into it. So for those that don't know me, my name is Dr. Uday. I'm a board certified family medicine physician. I am based in Martinsburg, West Virginia, and I co-own a primary care practice, namely Apple Valley Family Medicine. Love, love, love taking care of my patients, and my goal is to have them feeling and looking good. So Dr. Gowen, go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you so much. I know we had some tech issues, so it was meant to be. We're still here, (laughs) but thank you for being patient. Let's do it. Yes. So I'm honored to be here today. My name is Dr. Christine Goins. I'm an integrative adult and child psychiatrist. I also am a digital nomad and I empower doctors to live fulfilling and balanced lives where they can work less from anywhere in the world. So I'm excited to be here to talk about this topic, which I get a lot. So (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. All right. So All right, Dr. Cohen, so how to manage stress and anxiety without medication? How often do you get this question? Probably every week or every other week. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) So let's get right into it. How can you, or what do you tell your patients that ask you this question? Yeah, so I mean, I I think the first, uh, first and foremost, we begin by screening for potential medical conditions that might contribute or show up um, like anxiety. So that step is really crucial just to make sure that there aren't any other causes that um, can merely be um, exacerbating the symptoms like thyroid dysfunction, cardiac issues, um, vitamin deficiencies like B12, pulmonary diseases, and things like that. Um, The next step is really I like to investigate and adjust or remove certain medications or supplements or beverages that could also be contributing um, to anxiety. So it's not all about like what to do or what to add, but what could we take away that could be contributing. So things like coffee, teas, colas, energy drinks, um, a lot of over-the-counter medications might like for headaches, for instance, might contain large amounts of caffeine as well, stimulants um, for patients who are um, also treating uh, ADHD, um, even estrogen or like oral contraceptives for people who are sensitive to that, some decongestants and things like albuterol um, could also be contributors. And then after investigating that, then I move into integrative approaches that include lifestyle changes. So one that I I focus on a lot with my patients is nutrition. You really want to increase 
um, fruit and vegetable servings. Um, studies show plant-based foods that are not high in uh, sugar, saturated fatty acids really help to reduce overall anxiety levels. And adding um, probiotics also helps you to maintain a healthy gut and potentially can, can help with the alleviation of anxiety symptoms. So considering yogurts with um, certain strains like lactobacillus strain, um, that has evidence for, for helping with anxiety um, symptoms as well. Um, the second thing I talk to patients about a lot is movement. So trying to get at least, you know, 150 minutes of moderate to um, more vigorous intensity physical exercise, or at least, you know, 75 minutes of the vigorous and uh, intensity exercise per week or a combination, you know, kind of going back and forth. Um, a moderate intensity might be like a brisk walk or mowing the lawn. It could be swimming. It could be playing golf. And then that more vigorous activity being things like jogging or aerobics or soccer. Um, and then at least two days of some kind of muscle strengthening per week, like resistance um, or weights. And of course, all benefits of exercise can be compounded when you add that extra component of social connection. So if you can find people to do it with, um, an accountability partner, even a trainer, like someone, all right, who who you enjoy the activity with, you really get a boost. Um, thinking about mind-body uh, approaches as well, like yoga, where you have the controlled breathing, um, where you have a meditative component as well, has been shown to reduce anxiety. We talk a lot about mindfulness, mm -hmm. right, um, yeah. which is just involves purposeful. Um, attention and awareness um, of your present moment, thoughts, emotions, sensations without judgment. So those things like um, mentioning some of the apps like Insight Timer or Headspace, those are super popular with my patients because um, they're very user-friendly um, applications for mindfulness or just starting a, a meditation practice. So those are some of the things we talk about, breath work, relaxation, and then because it's so common with anxiety, sleep, like having sleep issues comes up a lot. So, you know, um, you really want to improve sleep hygiene. Um, quality sleep is really paramount for, for managing anxiety. Um, sometimes I'll also refer people to um, or recommend them to consider cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia if their sleep doesn't improve, because that really helps to reshape some of the, the negative thoughts that someone might have about sleep. And it can help with implementing some practical steps for improving the sleep routine. So that is a piece of it. Um, environment as well, like forest bathing, spending time outdoors, at least 30 minutes of nature nice. we can um, significantly reduce anxiety symptoms. So I try to get people to go outside. I try to get people to combine things like exercise right. outside with a friend, <laughs> like just kind of like putting it all together um, is really helpful. And I would say one more thing with the lifestyle aspect is also spirituality for whatever that might look for the person, you know, however it might look for you. 
acknowledging some role in, in faith or whether it's through prayer, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through just um, something being bigger than you and, and thinking right. of things as a collective, however that shows up for you, but having that spirituality component um, of being, you know, more than just this human body, there's more than that um, to you. Really, it shows that it really helps um, mitigate some of the anxiety symptoms as well. That is amazing. Like, that's a lot of different options, even some that I didn't even think about. Now, how many people take you up on that as far as um, the recommendation? How many of your patients or percentage? A lot do. A lot do. I think it's, okay. it's um, getting started is usually the hardest part because it's a change. And so for a lot of patients, I would say um, starting small. And that's where they find the the most success and they feel gotcha. like they can reach those small goals because, you know, maybe you just start exercising um, once a week or twice a week. And that's just kind of where you build from. Or maybe you, you know, you find a group uh, to go to yoga with or a group at the gym and then you kind of meet right. some people there or, you, you know, you know the teacher and they miss you when you're gone and then you, <laughs> you find yourself is less efforting and you feel more over time inspired to to go. So um, those would gotcha. be some of the more lifestyle components of it. That's perfect. I have is what situation do you then tell the patient that, hey, I think you need medicine, like you need pharmacotherapy? Yeah, I think that it, it depends. So one is have they tried the different things that we've kind of talked about as far as lifestyle and how difficult has it been for them? Also, when they are, you know, coming in and seeing me, how severe is their anxiety at that time? You know, some of the other approaches that, you know, we kind of haven't talked about, one really big one being cognitive behavioral therapy just in general, you know, for people um, with anxiety, which really, you know, reveals that relationship between thoughts, feelings, and, and the behaviors that follow. So have they been engaging in therapy? How's that process been for them? But also when they're coming in, how much is this anxiety impacting their day-to-day -day life? You know, are they able to go to work? How How is it impacting their relationships? You know, for the kiddos that I work with, you know, are they able to attend school? What does that look like as far as their extracurriculars and things like that? So are they able to function in their day-to-day -day life? And the more that that functioning is being impacted, the more likely um, I am to prescribe or recommend a medication, at least for a period of time, to help them to get to the place where they can begin to utilize more of these integrative approaches. And then I always come back to, you know, once things have clinically, clinically improved, let's say for six months to a year, we come back to whether or not we need to continue maintaining this medication or can it be tapered and discontinued. Gotcha. So I'm actually going to switch gears because I'm very interested in the other, you know, what you do, um, where you said you're helping um, physicians to be able to work um, or what's the word, uh, be location independent. And I think that is amazing. So um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, to me, I think travel is self-care. I love to travel. 
Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, like what got you into that? And, you know, if you think the same and um, how has that changed, changed your life? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wanted to be a doctor since I was eight years old and I wanted to travel since I was a teenager. So these were all passions that have been ongoing for a really long time. I think it really came to a point during training and afterwards to just think about how do we blend the different, mm -hmm. you know, passions that we have throughout our life? How do we blend it together? Like, how do we um, give each part of our life that we care most about its mm -hmm. adequate space and time and value, you know? Um, and that's what I was trying to figure out. And at some point during, you know, attending, um, years as a physician, I realized I was really out of balance. You know, mm. the things that I care most about, I wasn't really engaging with them as much like travel. Mm. Um, and so I didn't want to just go on vacation, you know, twice a year or even five <laughs> times a year. I wanted to be gone extended periods of time like I am now, like all the time, you know, so I travel um, most of the time. And so that's, that's really what, what, impacted me is wanting to live a life of balance and, and wanting to um, really feel that day to day, how I spent my time was in alignment with my highest values. And that's what that's I try right. to empower other doctors to do, whatever that, that looks like amazing. for them. Yeah, that is so, so cool. Now, the other question I tend to ask is, if you, with all the life you lived, all the experiences you've had so far, if you got a chance to meet your 20 year old self, what would you tell them? Or what would you tell her? And it's obviously a loaded would, question. No, 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 I would tell her <clears throat> to, um, to do it scared, mm -hmm. you know, to do it scared, Good. to do it imperfectly, to do That's it messy. Right. But to go after what you want. Um, awesome. And I think that I probably did do all those things, but I didn't I was know that say. it was okay to do it scared. <laughs> there was so was much more say. resistance than it needed to be because it was fine. <laughs> I was going to say, you already did that. You're doing it right now. That's amazing. You're like, just like a walking vision board. That's, that's really, really amazing. So you're, if you haven't heard it, you are, um, you know, walk, you're basically living a lot of people's dream lives. Like, it's just amazing that you're, you know, you've, able, you've been able to figure out how to be location independent and you're such an inspiration. It's so cool. So just, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, so, so cool. So um, for people that are looking um, to connect with you, look you up, all that good stuff. Um, do you want to give them some information on how they can do that? Sure. So you could find me on, at thenomadmd.com and also on Instagram at thenomadmds and Facebook at thenomadmds. Yay. So thank you so much for doing this. This is so cool. So cool. So anyway, all right. So I've, I've had my little, little moment, but it's, I just, I'm so excited <laughs> about what you're doing. Um, so, uh, everybody definitely check her out. And on the flip side, if you're looking for a quality family medicine physician, look us up, uh, here at Apple Valley family medicine. We're accepting new patients. Our website is www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. And you can also call us at 304-350-1087. 
You guys have an amazing week. And thank you, Dr. Gowen. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget, you're worth it, and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week, and have a great rest of your week.